Wild West was a place that was void of God's law and every man did what was right in his own eyes. More than 95% of Americans lived in places with fewer than 2,500 inhabitants. By 1830, the distance of the prairie needed circuit riders to spread God's word. Some called them saddlebag preachers. These were a different kind of clergy, used to long, dusty roads and lonely, empty spaces. They rode from church to church on horseback. These days, many of those same places still have less than 2,500 folk. The men and women who are called there are still a different breed of clergy. The needs are different, but the call to reach men and women with the message of Christ is still the same. In the spirit of these circuit riders, we aim to meet a few of those specific needs. Welcome to the Circuit Rider Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Dirt Road Circuit Riders Podcast. All of a sudden, I can't say the thing that I've rehearsed 7,000 times. It's a mouthful. Oh, that's the wrong button. I hit the wrong see, button. You guys I apologize. Not, see, I tried. And we're going to leave one. that in there just so people <laughs> see. Yeah. Well, it is a little bit of a horror film when we try to say it, so it might be accurate. <laughs> it is a little creepy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I am Steve McVeigh, and you yeah, are? I, I am Michael Hool, I think. And we are? I'm Doug Rutledge, and I actually started this whole thing. <laughs> uh, we're the Dirt Road Circuit Rider Podcast. And Thank we, you very yeah, much. Welcome yeah. to our new thing. Oh, uh, my goodness. That was the, sometimes you just start and you think, "Wow, we are really organized." I, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure for some people, they think that that's happened. Uh, so, here, let's get this going. Um, we are talking about knowing, understanding, uh, community, uh, being the cultural attaché, being the spokespeople. That that I, I have do. never said attaché in my life. I know, but I and like when it. I did, my mom washed my mouth out with soap. I feel <laughs> touche. I say touche. To that. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm a little more sophisticated if I say attaché. I'm the you. cultural attaché <laughs> to rural America. So, thank you very much. I'll be here all week at the diner trying to chili. All right. So we're. What was that accent, by the way? Oh, that was definitely deep <laughs> south. You aren't from here, are you? Friend? No, I am not. So bless my heart. All right. So here's where we're going. Um, we're talking about knowing our communities. And as we start, uh, I think all of us have experienced this. You come into a community and uh, you are looking for someone who is going to accept you. You're, you need a foothold. Maybe that's the best way to say that from my perspective. I needed a foothold when we started this ministry in every community we go into. We need a foothold. And that's not a thing. It's a person. Absolutely. Yeah, Steve. And so this is a biblical concept. And so we have been talking about how rural pastors are actually missionaries. Mm -hmm. And so we are shifting to a missionary mindset. And scripturally, missionaries have a mandate to look for what we call a person of peace. And whether it's Luke 10 or Matthew 10, when Jesus sends out the 70, the 72, he, he gives them very specific instructions. And if you were preaching a sermon, you would talk about how you're not supposed to greet anyone on the road because there's an urgency to it. There's a faith issue. You're not supposed to bring, you know, your, your wallet, all that kind of stuff. But he says to them, I'm going to read from the Luke 10 version, uh, verse 5. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you, stay there, 
eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. And this concept mm-hmm. is this. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that we learn a community, mm-hmm. one of the ways that we engage a community, mm-hmm. one of the ways that confirms, one of the things that confirms our calling that this is where God has called us is people of peace. Exactly. And there's people of peace in our lives all the time. You know, I'm sure we could each say ones. And what are people of peace? People of peace are people that are are like certain characteristics. So, Doug, what are those people of peace? People of peace are more than just footholds. They're uh, they're people who are invested. They're early believers. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean necessarily believers in Jesus Christ. They're early believers in the mission that you're that you're proposing to them, uh, and so they have some personality characteristics. Absolutely. So, so here's, I mean, just to, just to cut to the chase with it. Okay. Just to go through like four things that I see or or that, that you learn, like, even if like, if you're going to be a church planter or a missionary, this is the stuff that you learn as they prepare you to do these things. Um, it's a person who's receptive to you and your message. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, that doesn't mean that they're a Christian yet. They can be pre-Christian, right? but they are open to your message. They are people who are connected to the community then. Absolutely. They, they're known in the community, and then they're influential. Ideally, their, their ability to help you somewhat is dependent on their influence in a community, and then they are willing. They are willing to leverage their connectedness and influence to your message. They're willing to connect you to the community, to invite you in. And in a rural setting, this is absolutely necessary. Yeah. You are an outsider. Yeah. And so you sure. need an insider to bring you in to the community. Yeah. It, it, uh, so I love that because opposition is coming. Yes. And, and I think that this uh, helps you. Our, uh, we have so many stories because when we first came here, we weren't necessarily well-received or wanted. But there were people of peace who did want us, who were praying for us, and they were early believers. Uh, essentially, um, those believers started fighting some of the battles that we needed because we couldn't fight them ourselves. Um, we had township meetings where people had, you know, circulated rumors that were false about this ministry. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we needed area people, people who are pillars in the, in the culture, in the community, to stand up for us and say, we want them here. That's not true. Because if you do it, uh, I wrote a blog about this, I can't defend my own motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so right. I need somebody else who's willing to say, I vouch for you. They're co-signers on the call of God. Absolutely. So what are some examples of people of peace? So like if I'm a rural pastor, what am I looking for? So you're looking for people who seem to know everybody. Now, everyone knows everybody, I get that, but it has a different level of known. And, and they are, are receptive to you. Like they, they see your vision, even if they don't quite completely understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And they are not just connected, but there's an influence to them. Like people come to them, and when they respect the, their words, their, their their decisions, their wisdom, and they're like really, they are willing to help. But here's what I say: when you catch people like that, you catch it like that through conversation. You catch it like all of a sudden it's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everybody's connected to, to I this it was five. I, I, uh, six, is it the five degrees of Kevin Bacon? That was six, a seven. Degree. I don't know. All so, I know seven's is a perfect like, number in the Bible, so I just went. You know, I know I like there. bacon. Mm. 
I don't know. Kevin Bacon. That's it. We better move on. I'm moving on. So I, you know, I think there's people like that in your community, and and for us, I've seen them in the church. We've been fortunate. We've been fortunate enough. Ones out the church, and those ones are actually really influential. It's an odd thing because they're speaking your vision to your community, as Doug said, but they're also connecting to other people that allows you to 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 share that vision, to share what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So, like, I'll just give a couple. Let's just give some examples of people of peace. Okay. We're looking at a, a community where we're we're wanting to plant a church. I mm-hmm. mentioned that last mm-hmm. uh, last podcast. One of the confirmations is that we have someone who runs the funeral home in that town, mm-hmm. who sees the churches. They they came to us and said, "We only have two churches in this community. They both have you know less than thirty people in them." Most of those people are octogenarians, since you like using fancy words, Doug. Mm. Mm. We're throwing out million-dollar words right now. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're elderly. And we need, we need a church in this, and I'm willing to help you with that. So think about all those things that we said. They're, they're receptive. They're actually even looking. It's like the man from Macedonia, come our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, very connected. They're influential, and they're willing to use that. Here's like everyone in that community, when there's someone dies, they go to that person, right. and they're saying, I want you to come here. So here's a great example of that um, is a coffee house owner or a diner owner or a manager of those type of things. There's a coffee house owner in Triple Falls. Um, Her name is Tracy. Um, If she's listening, shout out to you, Tracy. I don't know if she listens to us. Mike gets free coffee for mentioning you. I I try. Um, Great little little coffee house in her town. And I got to know her. And and what I realized is like literally she's the bartender to the community, but through a coffee house. Mm -hmm. And... What happened through the connection, what the benefit was, the result was, was this. We do a big school supply backpack giveaway for our community, and it costs us quite a bit. And, and, we, and we've made a community-wide thing where the community kind of donates now and stuff. And how that started was because of Tracy. She actually came to one of our uh, backpack supply giveaways, and we ran out of backpacks. We said school supplies left, and she was like, what do you mean? I said, well, we're out. This is all we could afford. And she said, well, that's not happening ever again. And I went, oh, okay, Tracy. And... The next, next time I came around to promote it, she said, I want you to sit by the coffee bar here up front. And every time I point to you, I, I'm going to point to you, someone's going to come sit next to you. You just tell some stories of the last school supply drive about kids. Just do that. I can do That's easy. Love telling a story. First one came, and the lady starts sobbing, writes a check out for $500. And, and that's not common. She's quite wealthy. So it's crazy you know the wealthy people. And they started sending me checks all week long. I sat there, and person after person, she knew the right people to send to me. It was like she sent everybody. She did massively. Yep. She just chose the people. And all of a sudden, we had enough for our school supply drive to pay for backpacks for the entire event. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're saying, Pastor, is that this isn't reserved to missionaries on a mission field. This isn't reserved for church planters. This is a way that God opens up a community supernaturally. There's a super, when you, when you read that passage, it is like God has prepared the way. There's an yeah. open door yeah, there. And pastor, spiritually, you need to be in tune with the Lord and asking yes. Who is or who are my people of peace? Who are those? Where are those open mm-hmm. doors to this community? Exactly. Because an open door 
is more effective than a knock-down door. Yes, sometimes they'll come to you. Sometimes you'll find them because you're in the community and you're you're working. Yeah. Uh, you know the relationships that you have. You're you're trying to find the person peace. This isn't an accident. Uh, nope. God either sends them or you are responsible mm-hmm. under God to find them. Uh, we have a guy. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to uh, spend some time with him, and he is instrumental, m- more than instrumental. He is the driving force be- behind our third plant in Harrison County, Ohio. Uh, he's a businessman. His name is Rob Davis, and Rob. Uh, came to one of our events. His son had been a pastor in the area. His uh, sixth grade granddaughter had loved the ministry. And so uh, Rob's son said, you got to come and just see what they're doing. And so Rob uh, Davis came. And I remember where we had the conversation. He met me there and he said, hey, my name's Rob. We need you in Harrison County. And he said, and I'm going to arrange it. That, that it wasn't this it it wasn't a a right. subtle hint he was like i'm going to arrange it i had no reason for this man to extend that kind of grace and here's the deal over the next year he began to contact pastors he built relationships he invited us to a home in harrison county he put us up in those homes doesn't always happen that way but he arranged it tomorrow we're meeting with him because that plant which he has driven faithfully for four years almost without us mm-hmm. and it is starting to look like we're on it you know the interesting part about that is the same people that'll invite others into the into your ministry yeah. for you and yeah. um tracy's one example i'll give you others or they're inviting people to church that was the most interesting part that i've seen yeah and so pastor again let me just say it isn't just for missionaries and church planners. This is for you right where you are. And as we wrap up the season, which is what we're doing, this is uh, the last podcast of the season where we're talking about this shift to being a missionary. Yeah. We want yeah. you to think That's differently nice. from the very beginning of we, you are not simply a small church pastor. You are a missionary called by God to transform a community. You bring the vision, you bring the word of God, you hold the scorecard, you're engaging, you're learning that community. This this is too important for you to just take like nonchalantly. And that's the hope. Yes. That's the hope that you bring. You're bringing the hope of the gospel, the hope of Jesus, and that should give you a lot of hope too, Pastor. So be hopeful this year. Yeah, this season has been a cap on the hope of the rural church. We've talked to you through a number of scenarios, just talking about redefining some of those things that a pastor who has a missionary calling to rural America steps into. We hope it's been helpful. Uh, frankly, we would be remiss if we didn't thank a couple of people. Carl, Mil- Carl Miller is the voice of the Dirt Road Circuit Riders podcast. He's that rich cowboy sounding voice at the beginning of the. Yeah, I did not do the voice because, well, I sound like a dork. And uh, also our producer and our engineer, uh, Leanne Swihart, who works endlessly to make us sound at least passably knowledgeable. She is our hero. She's amazing. She is. Yeah. So uh, on behalf of of the circuit riders steve mike i want to thank you for joining us this season uh there'll be some spontaneous bonuses here and there but we want to thank you for that as always contact us on our facebook page look us up spend some time and we'd love to get to know you talk to us we'll talk back 
On behalf of the guys, thank you. God bless you. And we are praying that your ministry is fruitful and encouraging and that uh, your season is as uh, rewarding as the season that we've just spent with you. God bless you. The Circuit Riders would like to thank our partners for their interest in assisting rural leaders. Rich Roast Custom Coffee, supporting rural missionaries with a wide variety of delicious worldwide coffees. Our friends at ThinkOrange.com, wanting to join your team to help you create a better experience this week for kids and teenagers. Katrina at CrossroadsFarm.org. Vineyard Small Town USA. Vineyard Small Town USA, equipping churches to plant in small towns across America. Disciples of Jesus, making disciples. MultiplyVineyard.org slash SmallTownUSA. Crossroads Farm, working alongside of rural remote churches to provide an outsourced cooperative youth ministry that really works. CRF, loving the rural team. www.CrossroadsFarm.org. Dirt Roads Network, transforming rural America by planting and revitalizing life-giving churches in small towns and communities. www.DirtRoadsNetwork.com For more information about the Circuit Riders or any of these partners, check out our Facebook page or contact them on each of their websites. On behalf of the Riders, I'm Carl Miller saying, until the next Circuit Riders podcast next week, happy trails.